Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. My name is Jason Garish. A uh, whole lot going on, uh, as usual. Um, apologize for the uh, lack of a show last week as I adjust the mic and try to get things going here. Um, I took a little vacation, much needed, uh, but we're back and uh, all is well. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Not a whole lot going on WWE as we kind of gear up for SummerSlam. I know um, kind of prolonged the... Uh, the bloodline uh storyline which is good but last segment with jay was okay i really didn't think it was anything great it just kind of kept the momentum going kept people interested and uh kind of reminded people what's going on but really didn't um i don't know really didn't ignite any passion in me for the show but uh but it was good it did it served its purpose and uh not everything can be uh five stars and uh but it, it served its purpose and kept the storyline going which is good so uh besides from that you know we've got the like i said a whole lot whole lot of nothing kind of going on as we uh kind of slide into SummerSlam, which should be a good show you know we'll see that confrontation between between uh jay and uh and uh roman reigns which is gonna be good you know so um you know and we had that confrontation between uh jay and uh and solo and uh paul Heyman. so so like i said it kept the momentum going it kept things going propelled and uh <coughs> excuse me kept it going um other than that like i said not a whole lot that uh that kind of um you know did a whole lot for me in wwe AEW, on the other hand um some interesting stuff going on you know once again collision collision um was a pretty darn good show except for the uh technical uh, issues that they had during the broadcast and that was primarily during the uh battle for the belts <coughs> um, excuse me uh segment which uh kind of was the add-on to collision kind of um which was uh which was uh taped in calgary calgary wow uh, if i could speak english that'd be awesome uh calgary um why i believe if i'm not mistaken you know when the stampede was going on so big deal there which is pretty cool uh you know paying an homage to um to uh owen hart's origins there and uh i thought that was pretty classy that was a pretty good deal um you know we had uh great great match between uh ftr and bullet club gold really good match um um what can i say i mean that thing went well over an hour and uh a lot of kind of eagle-eyed fans noticed obviously uh that uh that David Benoit was front and center on hard camera, right in the front row there. Uh, not quite center, but he was highly visible during the broadcast, and I thought it was kind of odd that um, the broadcasters didn't mention on anything pertaining to that. I don't know if they were told not to, or if maybe they were just ignorant of who he was, which is crazy. But, um, you know, obviously the whole Chris Benoit tragedy is still something that's very fresh in a lot of people's mind and why wow, i missed there you shape there shouldn't be showing that on camera <laughs> but uh, i have to go back over that feels like a brillo pad right there but uh but yeah obviously uh, the whole chris benoit sad chris benoit situation um is still very much in a lot of people's mind and um i haven't showed uh 
I showed that to uh, to my wife. I pointed him out, and she was like, "Wow, that was because um, you know I watched the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode with her, and I, I explained uh, kind of my own experience with uh, the Benoit situation, you know, because I was a big Chris Benoit fan, and uh, and that was very shocking to me, very um, very wild time, um, you know. Obviously, we had uh, Eddie's death, and then the whole tragedy with Chris and the way that that all went down. And I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes. I don't want to rehash too much, but I pretty much find out about the death by going to the Wikipedia page. And then it was moments after that, that the story broke. I, I don't know why I was compelled to look at Chris Benoit's Wikipedia page, but, uh, but there was something that broke on there a little prematurely, which was kind of odd. And nobody really talks about that. I've heard a couple of, um, podcasters talk about that but uh but really really weird situation don't know who knew what or what was going on you know and and obviously we had the uh the raw afterwards which uh was a tribute show to chris and obviously they didn't know all the facts that had uh come out at that point in time or i shouldn't i should say had not come out at that point in time but um they weren't aware of the uh the whole situation and um and uh wow uh sorry just uh thinking about it right now it's just weird um because I, I remember watching that episode live and all the emotions and uh then finding out what really happened was was like a sucker punch to the gut i can only imagine what it felt like to people who are close in that situation so like i said even even my wife was like wow why do you have to show me that that's that's crazy but um but yeah and he, it's scary uh i saw a picture side by side with uh david and chris you know just two pictures side by side and it, it's it's quite um alarming how how stark their uh their appearances how similar they are um really really kind of uh that poor guy has to go life through life with pretty much with like his father's face on um you know i made the joke to uh, a poor taste joke to my wife said if he was on steroids he would look like uh he would look just like his father which kind of if he was more jacked he would look a lot like his father um i don't know is he still continuing a wrestling career i i haven't heard anything about that recently um so if anybody can comment down below if they know uh if he's in a federation or what's going on i'd appreciate it um but really really sobering to see that uh front and center at, at calgary really weird um but other than that like i said tremendous match tremendous match and i i'm of the opinion that fdr could get a match out of almost anybody they're that good they're really good they really are and the the tribute trunks they had on, excellent, great touch. And I love little details like that. A lot of the wrestlers played, paid homage to, to Owen and uh, to the Hart family. And uh, that was that was really cool to see, really cool to see. Really, really fun show, I think. Uh, you know, aside from, like I said, technical glitches, which I don't even know who won the women's uh, TBS belt. At this point, I've looked online. I don't know if anybody does at this point. Uh, they haven't made any formal announcements I'm aware of at AEW site or Twitter or whatnot. Um, so I don't know what happened there because that just mysteriously cut out. And it was weird because I, 
watched his show. I watched part of it this morning, and I watched part of it last night. Um, unfortunately, I was interrupted partway into it. I had to uh, attend to something. Um, and uh, so I didn't know. You know, rewatching it today, I watched that part where the technical glitch occurred. I Initially, I was watching that portion of it on my computer here, and I didn't know if something happened to the Internet. I didn't know if something uh, happened, uh, you know, as far as... Uh, my computer wise, I mean, I run Linux on this machine, so sometimes, sometimes some of the drivers can be a little off or weird, and uh, you know, so he knows little glitchy things every now and then. But and well, even with Windows, I shouldn't say that's a thing for you know just for Linux. But uh, by you know the the companies that make these things unfortunately gear much more of the attention towards Windows drivers and Windows because. That's who the majority of the population has, or what they have, I should say, which is is changing now that tablets and phones are becoming so much more popular. But, but yeah, that, that I was wondering if that was glitching. I, I found out later on online that no, that was a technical glitch that happened during the show. I, I apparently did the uh, satellites go out or whatnot. We'll probably find out more about that today, but. But yeah, weird stuff going on, and I have a podcast. I know all about technical glitches. <laughs> I've worked in television. I've done directing. I've done uh, production. I've done I've done camera work. I've done directing. Uh, I said directing already. I'm sorry. Uh, ten second time. Um, I've done audio, so I know all, and I've done live performances, so I know all about uh, technical glitches. So um, so yeah. Uh, WWE and AEW are not immune to them, unfortunately. But um, which is a shame because up until that point, I mean, a lot of the show was was genuinely really good. <coughs> Man, I'm worse than usual today. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah, that that was uh, like I said, enjoyable show. Great, great way to start things off with that that tremendous tag team match. Um. Then moving on, uh, in no particular order, uh, we had the uh, we had uh, Will Nightingale win the uh, the Owen Hart Cup on the women's side. You know, good match between uh, between her and Ruby Soho. I I I really think she's a she's a really good uh, baby face. I I think she's one of the best women's baby faces in the world at this point i really do i mean is she a great technical wrestler she she's a good worker i mean she's not tremendous but she's a good good worker and man she is incredibly charismatic and has a personality for days so that's probably a good choice that's probably a good choice you know and she's obviously making waves over in japan you know taking the belt off of uh sasha banks or whatever the heck she's called now monet mercedes is that her name Dear Lord, um, whatever the heck Sasha calls herself these days, um, which is absolutely horrible. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's she's a good talent. I really do. I I mean, is she one of the best out there? She no, but she she's a good talent, and people are invested in her. People enjoy seeing her out in the ring, and uh, and once again, she has tons and tons of charisma. So it's it's a welcome change to see a true, true baby face in the women's division like that. And I, I welcome it. I, I that was pr- probably a pretty good choice. Probably a pretty good choice. You know, 
you know, with uh, Ricky Starks beating CM Punk to win the uh, the men's, I don't know how I feel about this right now. Um, we had CM Punk obviously invisibly going in as a heel, which I wasn't sure how he'd do things um, and approach that match because I... <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought he was going to be the heel of the match. I really did. Um, But then we had some interesting kind of turnabout when Starks turned heel himself and did some real heelish things. So we kind of had, I don't want to say double turn, but, but, you know, Punk reinforced kind of his heel stuff. And then, uh, but he also did some very baby face things. So, uh, um, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, you know, Starks held the ropes to to uh to help with the pin, the assist with the pin, and then you know, um, Legend uh, Jushin Liger comes out and he just kind of grabs a belt and uh, not the belt. I'm sorry, the uh, trophy from him and runs to the back there and kind of does his uh heel routine so it, i guess starks is a heel now it was kind of weird booking i uh, to be 100 percent honest with you i didn't completely get it and i'm sure they'll follow up because that's one thing that collision has done very well you know i like the the way they format in the beginning with the the uh, vignettes and the the introductions where they they have a they kind of get all of the uh, backstage stuff out of the way at the very front and beginning of the show and i kind of like that because it sets the tone for the entire show and you can kind of think back to that and it doesn't interrupt the flow of the action but it still lets the wrestlers talk and set the stories up so i kind of like that when collision does that and that's that's kind of different from a lot of the other um shows out there right now it's very different from what wwe is doing it's almost like a uh old school nwa type feel you know almost like a uh, studio wrestling approach and and i do like it it kind of throws back to fat to to the past i should say and it um especially since you're opening up with the elton john song you know saturday night um so right for fighting what the uh name of that is i apologize but uh it does kind of have a throwback feel to it and that's kind of cool that's kind of nice you know um because <laughs> I know like punk and I'm convinced that this is very much his show. I, there are certain things obviously, which have, um, Tony Khan written all over them. And I'm wondering if this finish of that match was something that Tony Khan booked himself and said, Hey, punk do this or, uh, cause it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at the time because why it, <sighs> Ricky Starks, at least I thought was very popular at this point. Why are we um, turning him heel and kind of doing this, especially when you had some heel heat on Punk at the time? So I'll be interested in seeing where this story goes. I It sparked my interest. It really has. Um, but, yeah. And then um, getting back to the CM Punk thing, Punk obviously sits in the ring, does the thing where he he's completely frustrated and his mind is blown by what just transpired and he's looking at the ref going what the hell happened and he's pointing at the ropes kind of thinking 
like he held the ropes. He held the ropes, you know, and he's saying that. Um, <clears throat> so when you kind of look at that, it's like, okay, um, is now he a, is he a baby face? I don't know. You know, um, we'll see, I guess, like I said, next week on Collision. Because none of these storylines cross over into, uh, into Dynamite or... I don't know about Rampage because I literally stopped watching Rampage. It just became unwatchable, and it was way too much content for me to follow. I, I had to stop watching Rampage. Um, and to tell you the truth, I I kind of get recaps online, and I see them in Dynamite. So Rampage has almost come, become a useless show to me. I mean, if they could integrate Rampage with Collision, that might be interesting for Saturday Night. Take Rampage off the air, but... Networks right now in any media, social media, whatever, are just scrambling for content, even if it's not good or if it's not that highly viewed, I guess what you'd say. Um, you know, because the ratings of both Rampage and Collision have not been good. Um, I mean, Collision, if I'm not mistaken, I think last week they averaged around half a million, around 500,000. That's not good. That's not good. Um, when you're getting ratings that are comparable to NXT, that's that's cause for concern, you know. And I personally, I wonder if some of the reason why this was put on Saturday night, obviously it might have been TNT slash TBS's choice, but it could also be, I wonder, maybe I'm just being a conspiracy guy, but it might be some meddling with the EVP, EVPs. You know, might be um, the young bucks involved in this. I don't know. You know, say, all right, you want your own show Saturday night. There you go. Screw you. You know, here you go, punk. You know, here's a sinking ship. Write it. Um, which could very well be likely. I don't know. Or maybe I'm once again, maybe I'm just a conspiracy guy. I don't know. And the fact that I'm such a big CM Punk fan could be clouding my judgment, too. I don't know. You know, it's hard for me to look at these things objectively because I do have vested interests. I'm a fan. Just like everyone else listening to this, I'm a fan. So it's hard for me to make an objective view of, you know, the whole collision thing because I'm looking at this going, man, I'm so grateful to see CM Punk on the air again. But at the same time, you know, things things are not going well. Um, does TNT care? Uh, of course they do. Of course Turner cares. Um, they want ratings, but but yeah. So he goes outside the ring after he obviously um, has his discussion with the referee, and of course he goes and and hugs David Benoit. You know, um, once again, I think the maybe I'm wrong, maybe I misheard it, but I could swear I heard Nigel McGinnis say something about a fan. Which is really um, kind of disheartening if you don't acknowledge at least that who this person is. That's really, um, really disheartening. I, I didn't like that. I don't know if he was told to say that, or because I would think that he's more of a fan, uh, or I should say, student of the game, than that that he wouldn't recognize him. I, I, I like I said, once again, I'm not sure. I don't know what the uh, behind the scenes was on that, but uh, but it's it's kind of uh, kind of disheartening. But you know, what else did we have at the um, <clears throat> collision there? I'm trying to think. We had uh, 
We had um, uh, the House of Black fight some jobbers. Um, one of these guys, it was a local uh, local team from uh, Canada, a couple of guys. One of these guys um, sold like crazy. Man, I was watching him, and I was impressed. You know, he didn't look good getting any type of offense in, but he wasn't supposed to. And, man, did he look realistic selling. I, I was very impressed with that guy, and I, I don't know his name. I'll have to find out later. But, once again, I just pretty much just got done watching the show. Man, did he he did a great job selling. The other guy, not as much, not so much. He was a little over the top and kind of corny in his selling, but... But yeah, that was funny. I was thinking of these guys could uh, tour as the sellers, you know, because like I said, the guy was great selling it. Just a tremendous job, or the you know, because I don't think the jobbers would go over well as a fan. But um, but tremendous effort by him, man. I, I applaud him. That's a lost start in some ways. I mean, a lot of the AEW guys can review that uh, footage and watch that match and learn some things from this jobber guy who. I don't even know the name of that's in uh, in Calgary. Jeez, you know some of these, especially some of these smaller guys, really really need to learn how to sell stuff. You know, I'm looking at you like Jungle Boy and those guys. You know, really need to to learn how to do that. Um, but but yeah, when I was happy, I was happy to see Malachi Black back on uh, television. That was awesome. I'm glad he's back. Happy, very happy about that. I mean, later on, Battle of the Belts, their counterpart, uh, Julie Hart, was on, on there fighting uh, a no-name jobber there kind of thing um, who uh, was better in the ring than Julia Hart, which is, was kind of sad. I, I I have such mixed emotions on Julia Hart. I mean, uh, another, I know, like, the Wrestling Soup guys have, I think, have called, made comparisons of her to uh, that girl that works at Hot Topics that is a poser and doesn't know what um, anything about anything kind of thing. You know, they've, she's got the Nirvana shirt on, doesn't know who Nirvana is. Um, I got, I kind of look at Julie Hart that way now. Now that it's almost I can't unsee it. Now that, uh, now that he said that, you know, and now that they said that, I forgot who. I don't know if that was Mish or who said that, but, but man, I can't unsee it now. I I see her like that. It's too bad. Um, but it's too bad that some of these uh, women are putting the, her over in such a way. But it, she is so green, unfortunately. Um, man, I mean, she kind of had a good place in the uh, in with Pillman whatnot was that varsity blondes and that's another thing too apparently pillman's uh aw contract has expired um there was a sighting of him in florida at the wwe training facility i hope they sign him i man i would love to see pillman on nxt that would make me so happy there are a lot of things i know jr came out publicly and spoke of pillman um but there are some reports of attitude issues, behavior issues. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know. If that's the case, that's horrible. It sucks, but I, I would love to see Pillman carry on. I did enjoy his in-ring work, and I, I maybe it's just my uh, my throwback mentality. I, I, I like uh, Brian Pillman's father, so uh, so I want to see you know uh, his son do well, too. But that might be it, too. I don't know, but... Uh, but I hope he does. I hope he signs with NXT, and I hope they uh, 
they correct if there are any behavioral issues i hope they correct that and he corrects it soon uh unfortunately man i've got a lot more to say but i'm coming up on like four minutes here unfortunately so uh i've got i'm gonna start wrapping things up um august 12th then and now um i've got to be performing there so uh so get down there on august 12th and enjoy um they're gonna be having their two-year anniversary so uh so please come down say hi and uh, that's in trenton tennessee right down the square um let's see i uh so a big shout out to them now obviously um we can and if you, when you do visit them tell them tell them crushing kayfabe sent you tell them i sent you and you can pick up some of my cds there and you can um pick up some really cool uh handmade merchandise that my wife has made um while you're at it you know uh like I said, check out everything there and check out all the vendors. Um, check us out on crushingkfabe.com, crushing kfabe, crushing with a K. And check us out on Patreon, patreon.com. Become a patron for just $1 a month. You know, just for $1 a month, uh, you keep the lights on. And if you notice in the background, I got my old one of my old lights back. I uh, have the extension cord now for it. So, so we got more lights. Hooray. Um, but, uh, but yeah, check us out. Definitely check us out on patreon.com and, uh, do a search for crushing kayfabe, crushing with a K crushing kayfabe and, uh, keep the lights on for just $1, $1 a month. I think that's a pretty good deal and it'd make me happy. Um, everything, you know, as always keep prayers coming for the, uh, Ukrainians and, uh, and, you know, give to legitimate organizations that can help them, um, cause they need it, obviously. But other than that, you know, I like to say, you know, everybody have a good week. You know, thank you for tuning in and uh, and God bless everybody.